Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Paige Bambushi Bamboo Spurger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? I'm wonderful, sweetie. How are you on this beautiful 70-degree day? Oh, um, I am doing really, really well. Um, it's a kind of a quiet but productive week for me, so I, I can't complain, and the weather is beautiful. Oh, sweetie, what's new? Give me some good news. Well, first off, DeMar Hamlin's breathing tube was removed and he spoke to the team via FaceTime saying, love you boys. Oh, oh, wonderful. Oh my goodness. I think everybody just prayed and waited and hoped because it was just, it was just so heartbreaking. I don't even want to talk about it except to say, thank heavens, thank heavens that he is on the mend. I'm so happy to hear that. That's wonderful news. Oh, me too. I mean, I think that was probably like the most hopeful and best news that we could ask for for this week. All right. And continue to full recovery tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So my lesson, everybody, what we're sipping on, like I said, we are taking it easy in January. So we're going with some wine. We're doing um, McBride Sisters, and this is a rosé. And we want to do uh, a toast to Damar, Ma. Okay. Help, help us out with a toast. All right, Damar, here is to continued health, wealth, happiness, long life, and prosperity, and speedy recovery. Salud. Salud. That is very refreshing. Okay. Wonderful. So my, let's get into some movies. We're going to start off with a movie that I don't think either one of us really cared for too much. And it is White Noise. And it is streaming on Netflix, starring Adam Driver, Get a Girl Rig. You remember my, she directed Lady Bird and did Little Woman. Okay. And, and Don Cheadle. And this was directed by Noah Baumbach. Adam Driver plays a college professor of Hitler studies. He's on his fourth marriage to Greta Gerwig, who is on her second, and they have a blended family, and they undergo uh, a natural disaster that causes the couple to become obsessed and fearful of death. The movie takes us on a journey, um, an exploration of life, love, and mortality. Um, I before you get into it, um, I will say the imagery was beautiful. The cinematography was great. Um, I did mention that Don Cheadle is a fellow professor and colleague of Driver's of character. Uh, I did not enjoy her, and I'll let you take it. Okay, a full transparency. I think I only saw maybe the first mm, 10, 15 minutes. I'm not even really sure. I didn't get that far into it. Um, simply because it was unenjoyable to me. I did not enjoy it. I, I was totally annoyed by it. To me, it was just like a frenetic and and not, you know, I just didn't relate to it, was not engaged in it. And it was just a turnoff. And, you know, if whenever and if ever I do watch it, it'll have to be when I'm you know, not feeling well and can't move and there's, you know, maybe nothing else available on TV or something like that. Um, I didn't connect to it. I didn't feel it at all. And, um, you know, I didn't like it. I saw a quick glimpse of Andre 3000. I'm not sure what he was doing in there, but he was there too. And I saw Don Cheadle looking like, um, 
I don't know, he had a bunch of hair on his head and on his face and whatever. And again, the only good thing I can say is that uh, it, it appeared to be a lot of people dedicated to education. And I can say that as a positive, but I have nothing else to say about it. I didn't watch it, wasn't engaged and wasn't interested. And just simply too many other things on that, you know, uh, were more uh, interesting to me. So I simply didn't watch it. Well, it felt like a homework assignment um, in which I didn't learn anything, but I questioned everything. And the, the way the, the material was presented was very frustrating. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I tried to get through this. It took me four times to get through it. So I'm going to go with a four hooch. I think I'm going to recuse myself from rating it at all because maybe I was unfair, but I was so turned off and found it so disappointing and so just drab. Uh, I just couldn't summon up the energy to watch it. I will say that I think that Adam Driver did a good acting job with it, but I just think that the movie was just so convoluted that I couldn't enjoy it. There so. you go. Wonderful. Well said. So I'm going to recuse myself from rating it at all. Okay. Uh, so next we're going to go to the Fable, Fable Mans, Fable Mans, right? Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Michelle Williams and Paul Dano and Seth Rogen. So the movie is based on Spielberg's childhood and we get to watch how Spielberg fell in love with films. And his character is Gabriel LaBelle and Michelle Williams plays LaBelle's mom, Steven Spielberg's mom. And she's uh, she's over the top, she's fun, she's quirky. And Dano is more reserved as the dad, uh, more conventional. And then Seth Rogen, plays a employee or former employee at one point and family friend of, yeah, of uh, Steven Spielberg's parents. So um, uh, I'm going to start off with this one this time and say uh, great acting from Michelle Williams. Um, I didn't like the role. Uh, well, I didn't like the character. I thought it was right. a good role. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she wasn't really likable, but she did an excellent job. And the father, uh, Paul Dano, I thought that he did a good job in the role as well. His his role was kind of understated because he was playing against someone who was just really over the top in Michelle Williams. And then I think the um, young actor that played uh, Spielberg as a, a teenager did a good job as well. And I thought right. this was, was good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, the story was good. A lot of it was true to life. And, you know, I had seen a sort of uh, and a long interview, uh, uh, sort of documentary style with uh, Steven Spielberg and his parents. So um, I know that a lot of it was uh, true to life and a lot of it was very interesting, apart from his, uh, you know, development into uh, one of our, you know, uh, greatest directors. Uh, so it was very interesting. And, you know, it's also some, you know, some sort of uh, ratchetness and scandalous aspects to it as well. Um, you know, but basically it was a family oriented human interest story. And I thought it was overall very family friendly. And I thought it was a good story. Um, Mom was over the top. But, you know, for Michelle Williams, she did her thing. I thought Seth Rogen was actually good. Uh, I Once again, he had some despicable... Uh, uh, aspects to his character, mm -hmm. but I thought he did a very good job. Last couple of times I've seen him, I thought he did good jobs in that and in uh, Tommy and Pam and Tommy, Tommy too, as right. well. Right. Um, 
Uh, and I thought also the young actor playing the young Spielberg, I thought he did a very good job. But we never did see him as the old Spielberg, really. Oh, right. You know, so um, that, uh, uh, you know, that actor did a very good job. I thought it was a good movie. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, a seven premium. A premium. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Paul Dano as a dad? What did you think about him? I thought he was very understated, just as you said. And his character was a lot more subtle. Mm -hmm. So he, 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 it was harder to pinpoint him. I think he did probably the kind of job that he was supposed to do, but he was almost an absentee parent in some ways. Yeah. Although he was there, he was so connected to other things and his own genius. And I think it probably was true to form. I think that probably is what the life was like because he had a very magnanimous attitude toward his wife yeah. i won't without giving away the, the, the you know the story so i i thought he was good too but his character wasn't as obviously uh off the hook as the others were because yeah. he was just so sort of almost removed from the script mm -hmm. because he was just sort of above it all through the whole thing yeah. you know yeah. yeah i've seen you know paul dano in a couple of things and he was in that little miss sunshine he was, yeah um I think he was mute, right? Was he, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, uh, anyway, he did it. I've just seen him do um, some really good jobs uh, yeah. and other things. But yeah. Michelle Williams, it was all about Michelle Williams. It was, yeah, Michelle, Michelle Williams was the story. Yeah. I, I'm a top shelf. I'm going with um, an 8 point, well, I'm going to go with an 8.5. Okay. Top shelf. I thought all it was right. really, really good. Okay. All right. So my, the, the last movie is The Banshees of Insurian, starring Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason. And The Banshees of Insurian takes us to a remote island um, off the coast of Ireland in the 1920s. And we have Padraig, played by Colin Farrell, and he is sad and devastated. His best friend, Colin, played by Brandon Gleason, suddenly stops talking to him after a really, really long and close friendship. Padraig becomes obsessed with trying to repair the friendship by any means necessary. What are your thoughts on the bank? Okay, you see, this is the situation where I have to be very careful because I don't want to tell too much. But what I will say is Padraig's friend was uh, as as quirky and, and as... Brandon Gleason. Brandon Gleason was as quirky and as extreme and in many ways quietly lunatic, sometimes not so quietly, but mostly quietly lunatic, as was Padre, right? Yeah. Uh I thought the performances were excellent. Um, I did not, I was not happy. I liked uh, uh Padre's sister. Yeah, the uh, sister was really she good. played really good. I did not like the mean spiritedness of some of the characters. I didn't like it that they didn't show how loving some of the characters in real life we know must have been in, in that particular kind of setting. You know, it just seemed to focus it just seemed to focus on the vindictiveness and and the stubbornness. Yeah. You know, uh which which I, you know, made an interesting story but made them not so likable people. Right. You know, so, uh, but overall, uh, I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. And I would give it definitely uh, a low top shelf. 
what number? I'm coming in at eight. Eight. Okay. I'm coming in at eight on that one. So yeah. this one for for me, um, it was it was a slow burn. And if you are a person who needs action every minute, this is not. Oh, it's definitely a head flick. Definitely. Yeah. Right. You know, you definitely um, have to sit down and watch it. And, you know, it's definitely a head flick. It's bizarre. Uh, it's surreal at times. The acting is great. Um, there's, a, to me, what this movie is about, there's a lot of symbolism. There's a, a war in the backdrop, um, you know, dealing with isolation you know, how war impacts the community and um, just how literal people, how literal the movie is, uh, how literal a person is in this movie, or, or people. And, oh, and and also this whole thing of that there are no winners. Right. There are no winners when it's just protracted, uh, yes. when it's just protracted uh, um, unforgivingness, there's no grace, there's no appreciation of everything in life you know um it's just like how how war is just a losing uh endeavor mm -hmm. just a losing endeavor all the way around and, and backdrop it's yeah. never like the yeah. focus of the movie at all it right. literally is in the background right and so um i i was conflicted on this rating um i'm gonna go with top shelf and I probably am going higher than a lot of people may go I'm going with a nine and this is a nine um, with an asterisk because, I, like I said, it's not for everyone, but it's a movie that I watched twice and I understood it better the second time that I saw it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. okay. I, I I enjoyed it. I watched it again and I do recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So we're going to go with TV shows. And one TV show, uh, we saw the finale of a limited series. And that is Welcome to Chicken Chippendales, starring Kumal Nanji uh, um, as Steve Banerjee, the founder of Chippendales. And we have Mary Bartlett, who plays Nick Denoya, and he's the choreographer. And um, it was great. It was sad. It was greed. It was pride. Now, you can say whatever you want to say about this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the, I, I, I co sign. I co sign on the things you said is the true story about the. The beginning, the origins of founder and origins of Chippendale. And it started off with just someone who was, uh, uh, he's an Indian immigrant and he is very hardworking and he saves his money and gets everything together. And he's a good guy. You can see all the hope. You can see the true American tradition of the immigrants and, you know, and he does his own thing. Well, kind of, kind of. Off. Okay. Well, well, uh, well. He starts. He starts off that way. Yeah, he starts off that way, and then baby things go off the rail. And I just want to say, without going too far into it, it already aired. Uh, uh oh. Oh uh, well. So well, no. Okay. So okay. Okay. How everything ended. Okay. Okay. It it so it was a tragic ending, and that's what I want to say. It was a very very tragic ending. It was a wonderful, it was a wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, he had everything to, you know, be proud of and happy about, but somehow greed and power and ego overcame him. And everything became distorted. He became ruthless. It was just crazy. And, but, but, uh, you he know, lost his way early he on. Off the royal. 
off the rails Steve went. I didn't know about the story. Off I the never heard it. Well, well, I knew the story mm-hmm. a lot because I had seen a documentary okay. on Chippendale. So I already knew the story, but it was different connecting it to uh, you know, to people. Right. Rather than the documentary. Yeah. And it was it ended up being a Chippendale still exists, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it does. Yeah. Uh, Chippendale still exists. It ended up, it was the end of Steve Banerjee, but not the end of Chippendale. Yeah. Let me just put it that way. It is riveting. You, you will it. love it. Highly recommend it. Top show. Top yeah, show. Top, top, top show. I would say Top Shelf 9. I'm with you. I'm with you. I co-signed Top Shelf 9. It was off the chain. And if you think you're just going to see a story of a bunch of well-built uh, almost naked men, uh, believe me, that is a very tiny part of the story. Right. It's a story. It is good. Although sometimes that's good to, you know, yeah. watch the picture that oh, you yeah. Get. You know, for, for a little, you know, entertainment. But, yeah. but that is really just like a of a side story almost. That's right. So. That's not that's not what this story is ultimately about. Okay. Not at all. And so the the second the second show uh, is George and, and Tammy, and it stars uh, Jessica Chastain and Tammy as T- Tammy Wynette and Michael Shannon as George Jones. And we um, we talked about this before, and I don't know when the finale is coming, but I'm sure it's coming soon because these people are off the rails too. I started off really enjoying the limited series. Now it's hard to watch. As um, as they self destruct, as they self destruct, right? And it's even sadder my when you realize what happened in real life. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. But in, anybody who knows the real life, you know, stories yeah, of these individuals, it's still maybe still a lot. No, I don't know. He's not still alive. He that is not true. He did live a long life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She unfortunately did not. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to see some good acting. You know, uh, Jessica Ch- Chastain and uh, uh, Michael Shannon. And Michael Shannon, uh, I'm telling you, they do their own singing as well. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, they sound good. They sound like the real people, you know. And and um, you know what? Tammy but the but, but Tammy self destructs, and you you see him when the, when the picture starts. He's a raging, a drunk. Yeah. You know, I mean, raging, yeah. violent, and carrying on, and blackout, yeah. and destructive, and everything. But Tammy, you know, it's just a sad story just to see how she disintegrates. Yeah. You know, so it's it's it once again excellent, excellent. You know, it's sad but true. Yeah, you but know. I I liked Chippendales better. Oh, I like Chippendales better too. Yeah, I like Chippendales much better. But it was it was a different kind of story. Yeah, it was a different kind of story. Yeah. Um, so, but once again, I recommend this one. Yeah, I, I, re- like, I recommend I George. Recommend I recommend George and Tammy as well. A bit lower, but I yeah, really yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Um. So my let's do a, a couple of updates. Um. At the top of the podcast, we mentioned Demar Hamlin is doing much better. Is alert, FaceTime with his teammates, you know, and able to talk and know what's going on. He's oriented to, you know, time and you know, circumstances, everything. So really good because they were concerned about neurological damage, you know. Yeah. But apparently he's neurologically intact, and we are happy about that because that was a huge concern, you know. So okay. And then uh Jeremy Renner 
uh, posted a video from his hospital bed. Jeremy Renner, Thank who you. was in a tragic accident as well, but he is still he, with he us and on the men, right? Thanking everyone for lifting his spirits, and he was able to take some type of shower. Uh, he said it was the first time in over a week, and he said gross, and it you know made everybody laugh. Funny. So that's really good. And uh, I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he was. You know, trying to be a hero. I think he was trying to help. Yes, someone. he was. He was yeah. helping someone. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, you, you know, know, yeah. I I'm just happy to hear that. That's some more good. Yeah, news. absolutely. Um, absolutely. And the third, now we don't know what's gonna happen with this because we actually were watching this a little bit earlier. Uh Kevin McCarthy, by you think that he's gonna get oh it's a done deal it's a fate accomplished so you know it's a done deal yeah. they're just giving us some entertainment the only good thing i could say about this is that they for you know it just i, I don't even want i don't want to go too far let me just say the only good thing about this is just to 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 say that you see that the Democrats maybe maybe organized. right maybe it shows the the juxtaposition between the two parties and maybe we see that there's a left okay and maybe there's well I mean I don't I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone because there's there's you know people who are well you have your opinion yeah there are people I'm saying it and there are people who on both sides are uh not as bad as they appear to be if you judge them by what we saw, you would think the whole party is in disarray. And I would say that I'm quite sure all the Republicans cannot be as crazy as they seem. No. They cannot be, okay? No. And that they need to get a grip on their party. Yeah. And they need to start standing for something instead of destruction and nothing. Well, I would they say need to start it was a lot something. of, that to me, it was very entertaining, um, even for people who don't follow politics. You know what? I was very disappointed in them. <laughs> okay, because it was like the Keystone Cops. It was like a bunch of buffoons. Okay, and that's not who I want running my country. I was very disappointed in them. I, nah, I'm not going to lie. I was very disappointed because what I saw is what's, you know, what we have representing us is just like a bunch of assholes. Okay, so I was not happy with that. It's going to be difficult to get anything done in Congress with those uh, unlovely people running things. Okay, uh, so uh, we're going to do on the, on the other hand, our glorious president Biden was giving awards to our heroes he from Jan from uh, the January one sixth January sixth, yeah. giving acknowledging and giving wonderful awards for their heroism and their commitment to democracy and to serving and protecting, and and that was a good look. I was very happy and very proud of that. Okay. Okay, so uh, let us get in, on to out of pocket or on the money. Okay, well, you know I'm ready. So Gabrielle Union has some people in an uproar after appearing on the podcast, Armchair Expert, you know, Dak Shepard's podcast. She was talking about her first marriage to former NFL player Chris Howard, and this was back 2001 to 2005. So she says, in our first marriage, neither one of us felt like the marriage should get in the way of our dating. A part of it was like keeping up with his activities, like, oh, that's what you're doing. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel this one. And I just felt entitled to it as well. So Union added that she felt comfortable with doing what she wanted since she paid all 
the bits. And so that is where there was an issue. And she mentioned about like her dad before, whoever had the most gets to do whatever the hell they want is what I thought. So people were not happy with that, Ma. Um, were people on Twitter out of pocket or on the money for criticizing her? And, you know, they said that, um, you know, that was sexist, that was uh, toxic femininity. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on Gabby's? Okay. Comments? Okay. Now, I don't know if, the, if that's how she still views it today. So She's not. Okay. She's not. Okay. Well, what I'm going to say is that Gabby just shouldn't have been married. Okay. She did not embrace what is the traditional uh, concept of marriage. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them did because as we know, ideally we're going for mutual respect mm -hmm. and monogamy, not who pays the bills and who does this and who does that. Mm -hmm. And even economically, I'm not sure why she paid all the bills. Was he irresponsible? Was he broke? Oh. I'm not sure about why she paid all the bills. And he was a pro football player. They must have paid him something. I don't I think mean, he what? was playing anymore. I think he, at that time, was probably a retired one and he didn't have any money. Oh, okay. Well, if he just was broke um, and not being lazy, if he just had employment problems, legitimate yeah. employment problems, then, you know, for better or worse and thick and thin. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. And we share and share. Look, let me tell you, if, if my man is broke and I have money, we broke. If my man has money and I'm broke, we ain't broke. Yeah. Okay. Either way, if yeah. anybody has money, we ain't broke. Not if we a couple. Yeah. Come on, then we not broke. So, uh, but that's all about sharing. Mm -hmm. And then, but I would not. Uh, that whole concept of I pay all the bills so I can do what I want. No, you're in a marriage. It's a partnership. Well, you, you can't. Okay, now, no, go ahead. I'm okay. Now, so it's not that you can do what you want, it's that it's supposed to be a partnership. And if you want to just do what you want, why are you married? And then you didn't want your marriage to get in the way of dating, and your marriage should not have gotten in the way of dating because you the hell shouldn't have been married. Yeah. That's just a simple issue. So I think she's there. And why anybody felt any reason to jump on that because that's some uh, that's a, a view she espoused 20 years ago. I don't think she's still there. No, but she, you know, put it out. Well, she, know. well, she put it out because, well, that's why she's divorced because they didn't. Well, have she to... said the marriage was doomed from the start. Well, so, well, you know, so there you go. So what was it? What she, whatever anybody could say to her, I think she learned it. Yeah. She figured it out. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah, a lot of people blow the first marriage. There's not anything. Yeah, I think. I don't think that you should come down so hard on her because yeah. she's not saying that, oh, this is what I believe in now. No, no. Let me, she's not, right. She's letting you know what went wrong. Right. And, um, so, you know, and obviously, and, yeah. you know, and, that's a, a, and that's something that we always think that men, like traditionally men who, you know, aren't earn more money than their partner, they feel that they can do whatever they want to do. And, you know, they value women and all this other stuff. We get all of that. You know, but what she's saying is this wasn't good. What I was, what what I was right, doing. right, and that's the way, and that's the way, that's the way it came across. Yeah. So I, you know, so people can comment on that, but they need to com comment on it in a kind of retrospective way. Right, you know, like oh yeah, I see what you mean. Back at that time, we all thought different things. We all this that ba 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 ba. As long as that's not where your head is now, you know, whatever. I guarantee she ain't paying all the bills now. Right. You know, and on and on and on and on. But uh, but unfortunately, and I don't want to call anybody out because I don't know anybody's business. I think that unfortunately some 
uh, celebrities still feel that they can do whatever they want because they pay the bills and disrespect their partner. Um, male or female seems to be more male, but both. Well, yeah. only a, and that's because of disproportionate distribution of wealth. Well, right. well, that's what that's all about. Right. But let me just say this. One thing about it, you can say what you want to say. At this day and time, even with all the disparities going on at this day and time, everybody's free to, to everybody has choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. You might have racism, sexism, ageism, every ism going. You still have a great deal of freedom and can make a lot of choices. So ladies, I don't want to hear. Yeah. Now, all y'all don't have to have a baby by Nick Cannon. Yeah. There, there are a few other penises available. Yeah. Okay. For future. Uh, right. Uh, right. Right. You, you, don't, you don't. Right. You don't all have to have all however many millions of uh, black women don't have to have babies by the same 10 black men. Yeah. Okay. All right. There are other choices out there. Open up your mind. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that, Ma. Mm -hmm. Okay, so y'all, to, to make a long story short, leave Gabby alone. She's trying to tell you what she learned. She's not okay. There you go. Each one teach one. She's sharing it. That's that's something. She's that's a cautionary tale. She's sharing with the younger women. That's it. Well, she's sharing it with all of us, but the younger women can learn. The older women probably already know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So my Kenya Barris is, of course, there's more backlash for him, against him again. Uh, for the U trailer, his movie uh, starring Jonah Hill and Lauren London. Okay. And um, they are getting married. We can see that from the trailer. And okay. we see that Eddie Murphy and Nia Long are Lauren London's parents. Okay. Now, two things that there's some backlash on. There's a little small backlash on Nia Long playing Lauren London's mom because Lauren London appears to be too old. She is, you know, too old. She is too old to be, yeah. Okay, they take uh, creative license with that kind of stuff. Same age. You're right. They, uh, everybody knows that. Um, Please. Okay, but the other issue is people are saying that Barris has an obsession with interracial relationships, that he doesn't, you know, expand his horizon. If you think about it, uh, blackish, okay, mixish, black AF. Um, and now you, and he's doing a reimagining of the Wizard of Oz. So are people out of pocket or on the money to criticize Barris for this? I'm going to say out of pocket. Okay. And, and the reason I'm going to say out of pocket is that because these things exist mm -hmm. and they need to be explored more. And he, and who else has an obsession with it? Who else focuses on it? Name them. How many other directors, creators, writers focus on it? And that's a that's a huge segment of our population. Yeah, and true. I think it's wonderful and I think it needs to be addressed. And I love the way he addresses it because he doesn't address it in, in a way that it's only black men with white women. I like it that it's all mixed and mm -hmm. that it's all and and I think it expands our horizons and makes people stop and look and see and think. Okay. And I love it. And I think he's pretty even handed about it. No, I'm I'm with him. I'm fine with him. I have an issue with it. Um, I did not. My my only issue that I've seen is I didn't like Black AF. I didn't. Um, I well that was with that was with Rashida Jones was playing the wife, and 
a lot of people had an issue with that, you know, not. Well, well, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult because when you start with that, some people get, I don't even want to go too far because we always, you know, kind of come back to that because some people look this way. Some people look that way. Some people identifying with this and some people identifying with that. And, you know, and it, it gets really kind of complicated. Some people looking at, you know, just your appearance and, and, and then it goes into more than your appearance. It goes into your thinking. It goes into what you identify with culturally. It, it gets to be, you know, uh, real complicated. And I like it that he hits on all aspects of it. And that's what it, you know, I think is really good. That's why I say he's even handed because okay. of this, well, a lot this, of people that, with that. Him for it. And I think that the issue, I think the issue really lies within themselves. And, um, I, 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 me too. And, and I, you said it, girl. You said it. You so hit the nail they, on the we head. Still keep forgetting that they're all color, all shades and of the all, rainbow. All, all shades of the rainbow is true. All shades of the rainbow. And, and I really want everybody to embrace that. I want mm-hmm. everybody to embrace that because that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and finally. And keep on doing your thing, Kenya Barris. Keep on doing your thing. Now, wonderful. I just still didn't like Black AF. Well, you may not like the movie, but. No, that you know. wasn't the movie. That was the series. Okay, I'll leave it alone. You know, well, whatever. All right, but I did. But you like. I but, really enjoyed Black AF. Right. And you, but, and you like Kenya Barris. So, you know, that's, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right, Ma. So finally, uh, Prince Harry, we talked about him before. He says, describing a confrontation at his London home in 2019, Harry says Prince William called Meghan difficult, rude, and abrasive, which Harry calls a parrot, you know, parroting the press narrative about his American wife. The confrontation escalated, Harry writes, until William grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, and knocked me to the floor. Okay, he says, Harry says, it resulted in visible injury to his back and is one of many in spare. And this is just in his in his book that we are maybe hear about. Or okay, so wait a minute, so William knocked Harry down. William knocked, okay, yes. My okay. question to you is, is he out of pocket or on the money with, with divulging all of this stuff? On the money? On the money. Tell it. Tell it. If you're writing a book okay. or you're doing a documentary or you're doing this, what are you sugarcoating? Wait a minute. What is the secret? You're writing a book. It's an expose. I understand about attacking the royals. But that's I his brother. Like, that's his brother. His brother. Why that's his is brother. that? Right. Why is it? But people fight with their brothers all the time. Right. Why are you writing about that? Because because, it because like people want to go because extraordinary. You now, uh, uh, what you do? See, you say he's making it like it's so extraordinary. I'm saying he's making it like it's ordinary. My, me and my brother had a fight. That to me, I'm letting you know. Yeah, you think I'm royal? You think I'm above that? No, me and my brother had a fight. Uh, I don't know. And he also uh, I mean, to me it was fine. And I also heard this, and I don't know if this is factual. Okay? Right, this is just rumored. Right, that he said that Kate. He who and, said? Wait, he who? He Harry. Harry said Harry that Kate and William. Right, told him to wear the Hitler outfit in 2005. Now I just. To me, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that because I don't know. I'm not going to respond to that because I don't know what that is. That's what what I don't know what that is. Okay. Because even if they did, he wouldn't have to do it. Well, I'm asking you. So I don't know what that is. So so you said it is on the money. I think 
I, I think this story, if you know, see, wait, don't combine things now. Don't don't skew this because now you put in the Hitler stuff. Well, I'm talking about him talking about the fight with his brother. I think it was interesting. I think it was funny. You know, I think what they were no, well, but I don't think it was funny. I, because nobody was seriously injured, and it's just like, oh, so they throw down. <laughs> well, not serious. Get out of here. He's all right. But what well, I'm saying is that Maybe maybe maybe, he, maybe the brother kind of shocked him and, and he didn't want it to escalate. So maybe he could have beat the brother up. He didn't uh, listen, he didn't stay. You don't know. You don't know. Sometimes people walk away. Sometimes they don't want it to escalate. I think he I think he can handle his handle. I think he just didn't want to fight. That's all. I don't know. Listen, I know for sure. I've seen a situation where I know for sure one hit the other one and the one that took the blow mm -hmm. could really beat up the other one. Mm -hmm. But they walked away because they didn't want it to want it to go. You know, they didn't want to do it. You know, they didn't want to let it happen. Seen it, seen it. In violence, I, I you know, I, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen people, especially in the family, just walk away because they didn't want to hurt the sister or brother or whoever it was. Because I know they could beat them because they did beat them regularly. You know, somebody so. you're on board with all. You really are on board with all of this. I'm fine with Harry writing about him and his brother had a fight. It's fine. Brothers have fights. I don't say it's fine for them to fight, but it's no, not unusual. It's fine for him to write about it. But three, well, three, four years ago, sometimes they're a little older. <laughs> oh, so they had a fight. If that's what happened, that's what happened. Maybe it's the fight they should have had when they were 10 or 12, but they had it when they were 35 or 40 or whatever. <laughs> so, Go ahead. Go ahead. The bigger thing is for them to try to mend their relationship, okay? And it's not about that little silly fight. It's not about that. Okay. I don't know. Listen, I think it's too much. To me, you being real phony right there. See, you just, you're an only child, but you know good well, well, you're my only child. Yeah. Okay, so now uh, let's transition into words to live by and we're still going to bring it back to kenya barrett here some type of way okay so cheryl lee ralph and jackie harry are the only two black actresses to win an emmy for supporting actress in a comedy series okay and it's been spread 35 years apart oh wow in 1988 and i guess it's really uh two what is it 2023 yeah or yeah, 1987 and 2022. My bad. Right. Okay. okay. So Cheryl Lee Ralph said she had a mentor and her mentor told her, be as kind as you can for as long as you can to as many people as you can, because the same ass you kick today, you may have to kiss tomorrow. And so this came in handy because when Cheryl Lee Ralph was uh, working on one show, she met Mari Brock, Brock Akil, who later went on to produce Girlfriends, The Game, and of course, Moesha. Right. Now, Jack A said that she didn't receive the same guidance, and she said <laughs> that it's causing karma to come back. She says that Kenya Barris used to deliver script for 227, and she wasn't nice to him, and he reminded her of that. So what are your thoughts on this, Mom? Uh, my thoughts are that Shirley Ralph was a very wise woman to heed that advice. Yeah. And guess what? I believe the same thing because, baby, 
The same ass you kick today may be the ass you have to kiss tomorrow. <laughs> Seen it happen. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, sure. That's really wild. And, and, Cheryl, and Cheryl Lee Ralph has had a wonderful career. <laughs> Maybe even more so than Jackie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Look, well, they're, they're like uh, peers. I'm I got you. The thin appears, uh, yeah. Shirley Ralph is going really strong. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, okay. and has had a very interesting career, all from Dream Girls. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and so, oh, a big announcement: the Bambushi Happy Hour is starting a book club, and so all right. For January, though, we're going to have two books to start us off. And then moving forward in February and monthly, we'll do one book a month. It will be diverse choices, guys. So bear with us. Um, We will make the announcement of our two books on January 21st. Okay. Excited about that. All right. And that was was my brought up this idea a while ago. And um, now we think it's time uh, to start our little book club. Okay. All right. right, So we have to go into reality TV shows. And we really only have one reality TV show that we need to talk about. And it is Married at First Sight is back. And they are dysfunctional as ever. Um, the first couple, well, we don't know if they're dysfunctional yet. Let, let, let me be nice because we okay. don't know. No, we, we're just being introduced <laughs> to these couples. I don't even know all the couples, but so, whatever. Let's, yeah. let's break it down couple by couple. Okay. Uh, the first couple is Jasmine and Eris. And Jasmine is a former beauty queen and uh, oh, yeah. and gymnast. Yeah. And Eris. What he does, um, the one thing he's doing work after him in the shoot door. Yeah, when Pastor Cal went to tell him that he was getting married, he was in the shoot store. Okay, I, I don't know if he works there or he owns it or what's going on, but he was in the shoe store. Well, maybe he was just buying some shoes. I don't know. What I remember about him, uh, he's he's 39, so um Jasmine is 32 and he's 39, and he said that when he was 28 years old. He was ghosted for the first time, you know, by a woman. And since then, he's been playing the fields and just kind of like, you know, going at going at whoever he wants to go out with. Uh, so, Ma, what are your thoughts on this couple? Jackson okay, you know, let, let, let me just preface this whole thing by saying we're just meeting these people. Okay, it's early on. Okay, but my sense of it is. You'll look like a genius later. You can make predictions. Okay. My 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 <laughs> sense of it is, is that Jasmine is far more serious than Aris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aris has just been out there. Uh maybe he really wants to, you know, quote unquote settle down. I don't know. But he still seems like he's about that street life to me. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whereas Jasmine seems more like she wants to have a, a real relationship, you yeah. know, a real committed relationship. As Jasmine appears to really want to have a husband. When I uh, was for, when we were first introduced to Jasmine, she seemed to take it very seriously, and she right. seemed like this was like you know since she's been an, an adult, 
Right. That she really values marriage and, right. and wants that partner and wants to have children. Aries seems like, oh, I'm bored. Something to do. All right. And let, let me see how this goes. Okay. You know. And and he also um your mom he mentioned that he had sex about two weeks before the show. Mind you, two weeks before he got married or whatever it is is when he found out that. Yeah. So yeah. It was right around the time that he yeah. got to get married, he decided to go have sex with somebody else. So whatever. Well, you know that that's your business. He's not married. He was didn't meet the woman. Whatever you think about that. Yeah. But that's kind of where his mindset is, and right. that is scary to me. And also, I've noticed um, Jasmine probably is a little bit more sexually repressed than Aries, yeah. as she said that you know she seems very uncomfortable around the strippers and she said i think she i don't know if she used the word shy but i think she used something like synonymous with that right about sex yeah so those let's let's see how it goes you know you never know mm-hmm. sometimes they present one way and then they they turn out to be very different uh sometimes but pretty much on this show, that has not been the case. A few exceptions, right. a few exceptions, mm-hmm. you know. But mm, you know, yeah. let's just see. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. Okay, let's you, hope you, for you the best. Then we have one couple that is still together. That is Miguel and Lindy. Everybody and they been- fought like cats and dogs all the way through for the most part. Yeah, they did. But yeah, so we they, hope, we hope that, that there was passion. There. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, um, Nicole and Chris. And let's remember, like I said, let's keep reminding ourselves, it's early on. It's, yeah. it's yeah. early in the game, yeah. so we don't know. And for some of these people, they haven't even actually met for some of these couples. Like Jasmine and Eric, uh, they haven't met. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, you know, they don't meet until at the altar. Right. You know, at least they claim, right. you know, so, okay. Second couple, Nicole and Chris, who I think Nicole is 32, and I think Chris, I know Nicole's 32, I think Chris is 36. Um, So Nicole is, so this is the Nashville season, guys, I forgot to mention that. So Nicole is from New York, and she's lived in Nashville for like two years, and Chris is from Chicago, I'm not sure how long he's been in Nashville, but Nicole seems to be pretty eager and happy to, you know, have fun and party, licking the strippers, the, the male strippers. Is Nicole the one whose mother is full-blown Italian? Yes. Yeah. Italian and, and Jewish. Jewish right, right, right. Okay. Right. And, uh, Chris seemed quiet to me. I can't even tell you what. Chris seems very quiet. I, yeah. I don't he seemed very oh. laid back. He's yeah. the one staying with his friends in yeah. Nashville or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He seemed very laid Wait. back. Was that Chris? I don't know. I that was. I don't really remember. Oh. I don't know. Chris. That might have been. Oh gosh. We have no, wait a minute. No, no, that was not that Chris. Was the other guy. Yeah, that no, was no, that was not Chris. That's the one. That's, Matt. that's the one for Dominique. That's for Dominique. That's yeah. the one for Dominique. for Dominique. Right, 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 right. Okay. So yeah, so I don't remember much about Chris. Which well, I mean, you're the one delving into all these couples that we really just met them. Anyway. So we don't. So we know what's up. We know we seen Nicole. Right. And we saw that she likes to get down. Right. That's right. Um. Okay, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, thoughts on them? Too early? Or? Too early. Too early. Okay. You know, I'm just even getting to know them. Too early. So Gina and Clint, Gina is 35 and she owns a beauty salon and Clint is 40 and he's a sailor and a pilot. That's right. And, and he's adventurous and he loves to go everywhere and do everything. And he's kind of cute. 
he's okay. He's all right. Well, maybe he's just got good hair or something. He's fine. He's a, he's a, thank you. He's a, he's a nice. He has he's a, a nice thick you know head of hair. He's he's fine. He's not bad looking, and he's built his okay. Looks are not his problem, right? I think that he might be a party man. He seems like he's ready to. Well, he's very adventurous. Yeah, you know, I think she might be a little bit more serious. Than he is. Well, isn't that usually the case? But anyway, yeah, you got that right. So we shall so, see. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case with Dominique. Yeah, let's let's move on to Dominique. But yeah, so I'm not sure about Gina and Clint, but I am kind of getting red flags from Clint a little bit. Maybe I'm too much, but just kind of. Well, he's very adventurous. So let's just see. He needs an adventurous partner. Mm-hmm. Or either he needs to decide he doesn't want to be quite as adventurous anymore. Right. One or the other. Right. Um, so we'll see. Okay, so Dominique and Max. So Dominique is biracial or black, whichever one she identifies as. Um, she's 25 and Mac is 34. And this is an interracial marriage. They have not met each other. No, None, none of these couples that we've mentioned so far have met each other. Okay. So Mac owns a cannabis shop or dispensary. I'm not sure, but it's something yeah, cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what Dominique does, except I know she likes girls' night out. And she oh, likes she likes her G N O girls' night out for sure. And she likes to talk to the male strippers. Oh man, she was carrying on. You know, I don't know what she was digging for to give out to pull out of her bra to give it to the, <laughs> the male stripper, but she was digging for gold and you know looking for something over there, and yeah. she was hiding Cootie Brown over there. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I think that was the night before she was supposed to get married. Yes, and she was having lots of fun with that stripper. I don't know if it was maybe her thinking, well, this is my last night out with him, you know, with the girls or whatever, but she was totally enjoying herself and she was totally faded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I think she's too young to get married. She's 25 and mm-hmm. and, she, and she's loving her girl nights out mm-hmm. and she's not trying to give them up and I don't know where and why she feels that she needs a husband at this point in her life, except that her mother is pushing it. Oh, her mother signed up for the show. We forgot to mention that part. And 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 you know what? Oh, never mind. You could say, Ma, go ahead. It's, no, it's I'm my only child. Yeah, no, not because you're only child, but you're only child who I don't want to say nothing. Oh, I got married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why the mother would be pushing that. Right. I didn't get I got married actually much younger than me. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say it. I'll yeah. let you say it. That's yeah. not that's not my As place. That's not my place to say it, right? Um, a teenager, but um right. No, what I don't even understand what the mother's doing. So here's the thing. 25 is, is still very young and it's okay if you get married at 25, you you know, you can make it. But it shouldn't be a forced, like feeling desperate situation. And, or like I'm, I've and, and, she, and she's never saying, "I really want a husband. Right. I really want to be." But she's saying, "I want girls like that." Right? Yeah. She said she was an old soul, and I, and I haven't seen that. that. I don't know where I don't know where that old soul comes in. Right. It's an old soul who likes to party, right, right. with the girls. You know. So, no, I, I don't know either. I, I, you know, let let's just see. And and then the guy was named Matt. Yeah, heard her, Matt. her yeah, yeah, her soon to be husband. He, you know, the only thing I could say about him is that's a, a, you know pretty adventurous. Is that you know I guess he likes to get high. 
or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a business or he enjoys getting hot. Just he seems, but he seems very uh, uh, laid back. He seems very like he seems like an old soul. Yeah, he's older than her. He's no, about nine years older. Than I understand her. that, but he seems old. <laughs> he's he's just like an old, not older than her. Yeah, he's, he's, he's old. old. Yeah. yeah so. He doesn't look old, but he's very quiet. He's very laid back. Yeah, he's not, you know, it's not much color in his wardrobe or his personality. You yeah, know, he's yeah. Like, he's 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 very 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 ho humish. Yeah. So let's just see how that all works out. Her with her raving girls night out, yeah. and she, and like I said, she was totally zooted on there. She loves to get her drink or whatever else on for sure. Yeah. You know, so let's just see how that works out. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Okay. Uh. So the final couple, and this is the couple that was we were about we were getting ready to see them. Right. They were going to be the first ones married. Actually, Shaquille, who is he was thirty one. He was yeah. at the aisle, and Kirsten was heading down the aisle. Right, right. right. And she's thirty two. And so, what I will start off by saying is, they are both well educated, um, and she has a master's, and he's working on getting his PhD. Um, yeah, she's very superficial, very nice looking, you know, young woman. She- She's finicky about her hair, her clothes, her food, her this, her that. She, everything she named, she had a list so long I could have went and took a nap, woke up and came back, and she was still rattling off her list. She had a long list of expectations from her mate. And she said the man should be perfect like her. And, and baby... When you come with all that nonsense, okay, it's not that you have a list, it's that the list is so long. And if your list is that long, it's already unreasonable. Right. Okay? Because ain't none of us all that, all those things on that list, you know. And so already, and never was I hearing anything about caring and kind and loving and stable and committed. I wasn't hearing any of those things. Everything I was hearing was something superficial and silly. Mm-hmm. Everything you heard was something transparent, superficial, silly, physical. I remember the one thing that we thought was uh, reasonable when she just said the, the penis size. Remember she said six uh, or seven inches? That was, that was the only thing she said that, was that the average man could probably do. Right. You know, that's about the only thing she said that the man ain't got to be above average to do. Right. You know. And I don't even know if she realized that. I know that, you know, she, she maybe made a mistake when she said that. She probably saw something that said that's about the average size and she just said it, you yeah. know. But um, <laughs> that ain't probably not what she's looking for. But anyhow, uh, okay, and Shaquille... He it seemed like a really nice guy. He seemed very meticulous about his wardrobe. Yeah. He, he was well-dressed. And then that's all. I ain't going to say nothing else. What are you trying to say, bro? I ain't trying to say nothing. I'm not too sure he would could meet up to her expectations when it comes to physical attractiveness. Yeah, I mean, you know. That's mean, what I want to say. Yes. And she, but the thing about it, see, that didn't, wouldn't, you know, to some people, that doesn't even matter, whatever. But for her, for her, she made that a priority, right? And that's the part that's gonna probably she's gonna probably maybe encounter some problems. Let me tell you, women, we ain't being honest. Wait a minute, her friends, her bridesmaids mm-hmm. said 
Okay, now what are you going to do when you get up there to the altar? And how are we going to know if you like him or you don't? Or if it's a hit or a miss? She said, well, if I like him, all right, I give him a little peck. I kiss him on the lips. Mm -hmm. If I don't like him, I'm turning my head. He kissed me on the cheek. Mm -hmm. That means it's a no-go. Well, we seen the clip where when she got up there, she was giving him her cheek. And she was bold and obvious yeah. about it. Yeah. So that was the signal to whoever was so stupid to need that interpreted for them. I don't think we needed interpreted, but she did. But she did interpret it. She told us ahead of time that she was going to turn her cheek, right? Yeah. She was going to give him her cheek. And and to me, she was dead wrong because no matter what the situation is, if I had agreed to marry you sight unseen in the first place, who's going to be so stupid to marry somebody sight unseen if the way they look is important to you? Right. Okay, if the way you look is not important to me, I'm more interested in your personal uh, attributes, then I, I can marry you sight unseen because that's not, I'm not marrying the sight. You know, I want to know about the person. Right. Okay, but if I'm honest and I'm saying, look, he got to look a certain way for me to even deal with it. Okay, right. if that's the case, can't marry a sight unseen person. Mm -hmm. And leave that up to Tom, Dick, and Harry to pick out. Right. I don't have to pick that out. What's yeah. good for me? You know? you know, so that's craziness right there. So you know it makes, but it makes the show even more BS, mm -hmm. okay? It makes you, uh, you know, look at them so-called experts and wonder how bona fide their expertise are. Yeah. You know, because now you ain't talking about no expertise. Now you're just talking about entertainment. Right. You're just putting something yeah. together for entertainment, oh, you know? I mean. I'm sure Shaquille, he seems like a nice person. Yeah. But he's not necessarily anybody that you would say is traditionally handsome. Right. And Listen, the girl told her. She told her by what she did. Yeah. We're turning the cheek. She said, if he ain't right, or if I don't like his looks, or it ain't clicking for me, I'm turning my cheek. Right. And for him to kiss me on the cheek. And then you could have pecked anybody on the lips. You didn't say ram your tongue down his throat right. or whatever. She could, you could kiss anybody just on little peck, right. or, you know, on the lips or whatever, just enough to make people feel embarrassed feel or feel bad. Yeah. You know, it's my thing to me, like I said, why would there's a level of cruelty in that. Right. There's a level of cruelty right there that I don't like. No, like you don't pick your partner when married at first sight. You right. are leaving it up to the experts. And if you if looks are really that important, you need to go on a different type of show. That's right. You cannot marry somebody's sight unseen right. if you if you want the if you're interested in how they look. Right. And that's ridiculous. And there is no there's no perfect person. You know? Right. And then people are not gonna think she's perfect. She's nice looking, but her attitude is not right. Right. You know, that's not good. So I don't know about I really this couple here. I'm I'm me, not I'm not I don't like it already because up. In the past, when I have seen them, and there's been, and I, I don't think I missed any whole seasons of, of it. You know, if I did, maybe one, either one or none. Okay. You know, I, I'm not even too sure I ever missed any seasons of it. And when I have seen the, it's usually always been the the bride, the bride who has turned her head, not wanting to kiss or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whenever I have seen that, it was a, it was went downhill. Yeah. Well, it did not, it did not, there was no recovering from that point on. Yeah. Not even recovering. There had been no development of a relationship. So it wasn't even in recovering anything. It's just that they never did develop, forget a, a close committed relationship. They didn't even develop a rapport. Right. Because you start not offending somebody. Right. So, you know, so you're showing that you even have no willingness to develop a rapport. Right. With the person, you know, so. 
I'm not hopeful about Shaquille and and Wood, Kirsten, and, and, and Kirsten yeah. right? I'm not happy about the way that's starting out at all because I can see it only going downhill. And you know what? And it, and Married at First Sight has reached a point where often, you know, one or the other or or both of them are disrespectful and hurtful toward each other. Yeah. Say anything about each other, treat each other any kind of way. Back from when they had that one, wasn't it? Ashley telling the man to get away from her, don't talk to her. And and then, and remember, yeah, you do. She kept saying, that was a nice person. Oh, a good person. Alyssa. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she kept saying, oh, person and she was horrible and the guy Chris was just as sweet as he could be and she was very nasty to him and there was no need for all that my thing is been a few shows you you're supposed to at at this stage of the game you go on a show be mature enough to know that the physical uh physical is not the most important thing in the beginning a physical attraction is growing right development a friendship and a bond and and that can come later on you know and it could also be that you are so physically attracted to a person and you get to know them and you're not attracted to them anymore. They, they, they're absolutely. But see, there's a level of maturity to, to that. But, they, but they're not. But they're not. They're not. Because, the, because that's what has happened. Right. You know, in almost every case, it's mm-hmm. been a thing that they weren't physically attracted to the people. Yeah. That's almost and the, and always that what has happened. And that was right. it. If they weren't physically attracted, remember the one who wanted a dirty foot? What was this one last, last yeah. season? Yeah, but... Um, well, her name was Chris. Her Kirsten. name was Kristen. Kristen with a Y. Yeah, and I don't Kristen with a Y. Matt. No, not Matt. Beck? Bart? I don't know. Mitch, right? You yeah, yeah. Mitch. Remember, yeah. To, remember Sasha? Sasha used to call him Mitch the Bitch. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, the only thing that I remember about, well, I remember a lot of stuff, but Christian was, to me, much more attractive oh, yeah. than Mitch. Yeah. Oh, by far. Just really. Oh, he was. He was had a hideous attitude and a nasty look on his face and a scowl half the time. And oh God, he was awful. And he wanted her to not wear any makeup. And everybody was saying, "Oh, he wants a dirty foot." Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I remember that. And let him go find one. And he was always saying things to somehow make her feel bad. And really and truly, a person like him, it would have been very difficult for him to make me feel bad. He could have made me mad. He could have made me curse him out or maybe just not speak to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Or ultimately, that's what it would have been. But he would have gotten cussed out before I quit speaking to him. Yeah. But he could have never made me feel bad. He could have only made me feel that, listen, honey, I know you're feeling unworthy. Mm-hmm. I know you're feeling unworthy. In case you don't, you need to be. Okay? Because she had much more to offer, was a much sweeter person, much more giving, much more caring, much more creative, totally better personality by tenfold than he was. Oh, for sure. He was a horror. Yeah. Well, okay. either way, we'll see what happens with Shaquille and, and Kirsten. And you know, I'm it's, not hopeful, it's, but it's, right. be positive. But, right. But, you know, here's the thing. We don't need to, you know, like advocate for dysfunctional relationships. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And I know I'm not because whatever clicks with either one of them they're both free and there's somebody out here for both of them and who will be you know uh you know good to either one of them or both of them you know so i'm if things don't work if she is not nice to him uh there's many women because there's many other things about him i know already that are nice and that are decent you know we've seen a couple of things about him 
Well, he's gainfully employed. He's pursuing higher education, higher, higher, higher education. And, you know, and he likes to, uh, he likes to dress, you know, so we know those few things about him. So, you know, but anyhow, we, sh we shall see. We know those things about her too, but he doesn't seem quite as demanding mm -hmm. as she does. Mm -hmm. He may want those things, but he has not said that. No, um, no. We, we know that she's right. And she seems that she seems more superficial, yeah, like, you know, superficial. yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think all this match the look. That's silly. That's ignorant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that way. I no, you know. Yeah. Her, she's oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that way. Yeah, I absolutely. Think two person in absolutely. And she's no prettier than a whole bunch of people walking up and down the street. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, course. 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 maybe. Yeah. She's superficial. She's silly and superficial. She's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three things that made you smile, Ma. The sun, the stars, the moon. And we mentioned two of them earlier, Damar Hamlin. Oh, and Damar, and Damar's recovery. Jeremy Renner. And then finally, my Al Roker returning to the Today Show after a two-month absence after, you know, he had the blood clot. Oh, Al. Oh. So, you know, so happy. Oh, congratulations, Al. Good to see yeah. you back. We don't want to see you go out like that, Al. Oh, wonderful. Is there is there anything that you want to say before we go, Ma? Yes. I want to tell everybody to take care of themselves, appreciate your loved ones, and um, and let them know you care about them, and take care of yourselves. And um, that's pretty much it. And enjoy, as I always say, the sun, the stars, and the moon. Enjoy the sun, the stars, and the moon. Even do some stargazing in your area. That's right. If you don't know about stargazing, look it up. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Bamboo She Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bamboo She Happy Hour and also All Things Peju. And guys, check out our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, All Things Peju, home of the Bamboo She Happy Hour. Email us at info at bambooshehappyhour.com with any questions, comments. We love it. We appreciate you. And check out our Etsy page, the Bamboo She Happy Hour. We're constantly updating that page. Guys, be safe, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.